everyone had a wonderful, amazing, inspirational Rosh Hashanah. Mishnah Yomi is holding in chapter 1 of Megillah at Mishnah number 9. Mishnah Tess, Ein Bain, continuing the comparisons. Kohen Meshuch B'Shemen Mishcha, a Kohen who got his position by being anointed with the famous anointing oil. To one who got his position by adding on clothing. What we mean here is a regular Kohen wears four different garments, and a Kohen Gadol actually wears eight. There's the headplate and the um, the ephod, the apron. The uh, there's all sorts of special things going on, as we discussed in Yuma. So there are two ways to become a Kohen Gadol: to use the anointing oil, and then yes, he's going to have to wear all eight. Uh, garments when he does his avoda, or just to put on all eight garments. As when Aharon, the first Kohen Gadol, passed away, right before he passed away, he had his son Eleazar wear all of the eight garments and be invested in the office. Uh, so the only difference there is a lapar habal kolemitzvot. There's a special bull that is brought as a special hatas, a sin offering, if the Kohen Gadol makes a mistake. And he makes a mistake and rules that there's a, a that something is allowed when in actuality it was prohibited. And this special bull only applies to the mistake of a Kohen Gadol who was appointed into office with the anointing oil. And the Mishnah continues with a related concept, Ein bein Kohen Mishamesh le Kohen She'avar. There's no difference between a Kohen, Kohen Gadol who's working right now, he's the current Kohen Gadol, and the past Kohen Gadol, the Kohen Gadol Emeritus, Elapar Yom Kippurim, but the bull that's brought on Yom Kippur, the, the bull which is an atonement for the Kohen Gadol and his household, the Asirit HaEfa, and the one-tenth of an Efa, which is a special Mincha offering. That's a Mincha that's brought every day. It's a Mincha Chaviti, and it's called, based on the way they prepare it, or it's called a Minchas Chinuch, because it's similar to the Minchat Chinuch that a, a Kohen would bring a regular Kohen would bring on the first day of his service. The Kohen Gadol brings it every day. The lesson that Farshim say is every day in the temple has to seem like new, seem like the first day of the Kohen Gadol. He has to be energized and inspiring all the other Kohanim and Levim and Israelim who are there. So for the current serving Kohen Gadol, he brings this Minchat Chinuch, this, this first day offering of a regular Kohen, he brings it every single day. And the Asir Efa is called after the volume of flour used. But in other ways, the Kohen who's emeritus and the current Kohen Gadol have the same restrictions. They can only marry certain people, and they're not allowed to become Tame to, in most situations. As we described in Yuma, typically this would come up if the current serving Kohen Gadol became Tame or ineligible to serve on Yom Kippur. They would quickly appoint the backup Kohen Gadol. But once the Kohen Gadol recovered from his Tuma or his, his blemish or whatever the problem was, he would go back to his office uh, but the one who had been, you know, uh, promoted temporarily to Kohen Gadol, he can't go back down to be regular Kohen because he's been promoted to Kohen Gadol. So he sort of, uh, you know, he serves as backup Kohen Gadol, as the Mishnah says. Let's go on to Mishnah Yud. Ein bein bama gadola la bama katana. There's no difference between a bama. Now, a bama is sort of an altar, and uh, there's no difference between a big one and a small one, elipsachim, only the carbon Pesach. Now, to explain, during the four decades in the wilderness, everything was brought on the altar in the Mishkan. But when we entered Eretz Yisrael during the 14 years of dividing and conquering the land, the Mishkan was uh, set up by Gilgal. 
near Yericho for 14 years. And during this time, there was actually, you were allowed to have a mini Bama to bring certain offerings on there, even outside of the Mishkan. Then after those 14 years, the Mishkan was moved, the tabernacle was moved to Shiloh, was there for 369 years, and eventually it was destroyed by the Plishtim, the Philistines, and moved to Nov. And then after Nov had a run-in with Shaul Melech when he, they were helping the people in Nov helped uh, David before he came, became King David, it was moved to Givon. And from Givon, the, um, the Aron moved to Yerushalayim. Now, during the time that the tabernacle was in Shiloh, and then later when the Aaron was in Yerushalayim in the temple, it was forbidden to use a Bama Katana, a private altar. But when it was at Nov and uh, in Givon, and originally when it was at Gilgal, it was permitted to use a basically a personal backyard altar to bring certain offerings. But you couldn't bring a Pesach, and not just a Pesach, but anything that's a Chiyuv, a requirement at a specific time. So really, the backyard bamba could only be used for gift offerings, a neder, a nedava. As the mission explains now, zehakol, this is the general rule about the bamba, the, you know, the backyard altar, kol shehu nidar v'nidav, something that can be subject to a vow or a nedava, a, a gift, a donation offering, karv babama. You could bring that at any altar, even a bamba katana, you know, a, a local town altar, altar, backyard altar. Kol she'enu lo nidav, lo nidav, something you can't make in the dava, something that is a requirement, like the daily tamid offering, could only be brought in the mishkan and later in the temple, could never be brought on a bama katana, a private altar at all. And similarly, the pesachim, or offerings for yom tov, rosh chodesh, things like this, things that are actually required, enokarv babama, could not be brought on a bama katana, on a private altar, could only be brought at the Mishkan, the tabernacle, and later in the temple. More on this Bezrat Hashem in tomorrow's Mishnah learning. Yeshar Kochachem, be well.